where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Fa Mulan. Oh my gosh. Every time it's just, I forget this is a bit you do. And then it's just like, what's happening? And it's very discombobulating. And whatever, just quoting the classic 1998 <laughs> animated film, Mulan. Yeah, yeah. You're in your feels about having to do the live action version instead of the. You know, it's not too late. Maybe we could just pull an audible and decide to review that one. The, the animated version and said, <laughs> yeah. I could do it I could do it from memory I've oh, seen it enough times let I me at it. it yeah <laughs> but I was curious before we get into our Mulan review um new trailers are coming out because people have realized I guess some few will brave the movie theaters and I guess they're trying to get us to go. And so I was pleasantly surprised to see a new movie I'd never heard of announced that it has a November release date, I think. And um, it's a horror comedy, which, as we know from last year's rankings, really, really wow you. So uh, uh, did you get a chance to watch the trailer for Freaky? Yes, I just watched it. And... It's a body swap horror comedy <laughs> where Catherine Newton is like a lame high school student and Vince Vaughn is a serial killer and then they have to swap bodies. So now Catherine Newton is an evil serial killer wandering around high school and the dweeby high school girl is now in Vince Vaughn's body. <laughs> and it looks delightful. It look it's from the people who did Happy Death Day, which I loved. Mm-hmm. It has sort of a scream queeny vibe to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I am fully on board. I cannot wait for this to come out. I think that something is happening here where all of the big movies are <laughs> terrified of losing all of this money in the theaters. Yeah. So they just keep pushing them back, which is sort of great for me because the movies that I usually like are not always the big budget (laughs) movies. Like I sort of like the weird small stuff. And so I'm just looking at these lineups going, wow, like finally some of these good (laughs) fun movies are getting prime screen time. (laughs) And all all of these Marvel movies are just getting pushed back another (laughs) seven years. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I did see the trailer and I was I was pleasantly engaged. It, it seems fun. And it it's one of those ideas that seems like, oh, this is obvious. This should have been done years ago, but it still feels fresh and interesting and, and kind of probably funnier for our age group, I guess. Like, when did the body swap comedy kind of end? I feel like we got a lot of those growing up. Well, Freaky Friday is obviously yeah, the yeah. definitive work. Jamie Lee again, Curtis, part of my oh yeah, seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> as was nine hundred other films that yeah. came out between nineteen forty six and two thousand and ten. It was a process, you know. It's fine. <laughs> the longest sexual yeah. awakening that ever <laughs> happened, <laughs> Shelby. Yeah, but I mean, Zach Efron in that. It's a moment for almost any, you know. Uh, cis woman I guess (laughs) I remember watching that movie as a 17 year old in the movie theater Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. thinking that all of the scenes with Zac Efron and the mom are like so cringy that I could barely watch it I haven't seen it since but I was just like (laughs) ah what other body swap movies have come out I feel like there there are more but I feel like there are more Body swap movies. Because I feel like there was a moment where it happened a lot. Oh, there's Twitch. Or no, it was one of the Disney Channel movies with the with the sister, sister, sisters. Um, 13 going on 30? Does that oh, technically yeah. count? Well, I guess it's not really Big? a Yeah, that's also not a body swap. There's no... I mean, I guess it... That's like... I guess technically counts, but not the same vibe. My point is... That I felt a wave of nostalgia when I saw this trope used again. And I was like, you know what? I'll probably suffer through some gruesome kills to watch this. So There's a body swap comedy called All of Me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. How have I never seen this movie? That sounds like the perfect film. Have you yeah, seen this? No, but I'm not the one who thinks 9 to 5 is high art. So oh, Jumanji, that's a body swap oh, movie. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Love Jumanji. How are they defining body swap? I guess just... Well, 
Well, it's not in Jumanji. It's not like two people switching bodies, yeah. but they are somebody playing someone else. I guess. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's like The Rock, but it's somebody. Oh, right, 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 I, right, right. I was thinking the original Jumanji, not the original Jumanji, like, the new Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, those are body swap comedies. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's coming, and um, it should be interesting. Vince Vaughn is sort of a controversial figure because of his political uh, alliances, but we'll see if that affects oh, the is the bottom is, line. I didn't realize he, he was he controversial was like because of that. Trump, like at least a couple years ago. So who knows where he stands now? But he was pro like guns and pro Trump, and people didn't like that. And I mm. agree. But you know what? We'll see how how things shake out. <laughs> he was in something else that I just watched. Oh really? It was you, Vince Vaughn. Is he in one of the Jurassic oh, Park he's movies? In, yeah, he's in. The yes, Lost that's World. what he's in. Iconic, yeah. Uh, speaking of jurassic park this is a <laughs> tenuous time seg- segment no it's yeah. about mulan <laughs> this should have been where we knew the issue was shelby this oh, okay. is where we should have known <clears throat> in my research for the live action remake of mulan <clears throat> that came out <clears throat> i discovered that the screenwriters are rick jaffa and amanda silver who in fact wrote jurassic world oh, so if we no. if we thought that mulan was yeah. ever going to be good we should have looked at that fact and realized Dang no 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 because that movie is terrible and I would argue so is this one. Yeah, we should have known. I meant to ask though, did you ever watch JP3? I did. Did you like I did. It? Um, <laughs> I think that it perfectly slots into the order of just that they keep getting worse. Yeah. I think it's better than or I think it's worse than 2, Kirby but better than Jurassic World. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, uh, what's her Lee? Taya. Whoever the yes, yeah. her hair was terrible. Uh, I know. But um, William H Macy so is good. a figure who I feel like is su- he's such an odd actor, but I sort of <laughs> liked him in this. Um, yeah, Laura uh, Dern is in it for a little bit. Yeah, she's relegated to a corner, but ends up being crucial. And honestly, one of the most quoted like voice work like that i reference is when alan grant is drowning and he just screams the river <laughs> into the, <laughs> the satellite phone that somehow still works oh i love it i love it so much i wish we could do a episode just on that but here we are to talk about mulan Live yes action. mulan yes okay so the original mulan came out in 1998 the disney animated movie yes Beloved, I think, One immediately, or at least I loved films. it. Yeah. For me, I was thinking about why I like Mulan so much. And it's funny. It's a comedy, which I think there's a lot in the Disney classic lineup. It's hard to find a movie that's funnier than Mulan. A lot of the movies are just like very earnest and not very entertaining, where Mulan is truly a comedy. It's like an action movie. There, The songs are great. Mulan has some scary parts, like that opening scene where the Huns are attacking the Great Wall of China, the scene where the Huns just all pop out of that dragon on the steps of the capital or whatever yes like it's it's good action it's just such a great well-run movie and then empowerment yes yes it has a good lesson in the center so dope yeah such a baller so i think that when they announced that they were going to do a live action remake of this Mm -hmm. i was uh, terrified because (laughs) For my money, I'm not sure there has been a good live action remake Cinderella yet. Cinderella was good. Uh, you know, I never saw that one. I know. That's the but, problem is no one did. And so no one knows what a good live action Disney movie is. And Cinderella nailed it. And people need to go back and revisit it and see why. And it's because it, it's just so good. So anyways. But I think <laughs> no matter... I was looking at the box office for these movies. And they've all made a decent amount of money. And... Yeah the 
And in production currently, there is The Little Mermaid, Peter Pan, Snow White, Pinocchio, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Bambi, Hercules, The Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood, and Lilo and Stitch are all supposedly getting live-action remakes. So clearly this is happening, and they're going to just ruin every single one of our favorites, slowly but surely. I know, and I feel like such a millennial being like, oh, our childhood. But I, frankly, was very excited for this movie. It was one of my top ten, like looking forward to um i thought the trailer is one of the best trailers of the year it really it has that (laughs) that musical score that like swells at just the right moment with its plain reflection and i was like okay like i appreciate a movie that tries to be a little more original than its source material so that seemed like a good avenue after watching lion king which was just the worst and so i was like game for what they were doing and i mean It unfortunately has a lot of white people behind it, but it was directed by a woman. And it, in fact, is the most expensive film ever directed by a woman. So (laughs) a lot to revisit there. But I was like, yeah, give me Mulan. I was worried when they said that there would be magical elements because a huge part of why the animated film is so good is just because Mulan realizes like she has everything she needs to be a boss like she doesn't have to she it's just so good there's just so many lessons packed into that little 98 minute film and I love it so much but I was game for this and we had a whole thing we paid the 30 dollars for it we put it on our projection projector and um and it was just disappointing yeah. It wasn't yeah. like the worst movie I've ever seen. And it wasn't the worst live action. I frankly hated Lion King and um and uh Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast is probably the worst. <laughs> but it just was sort of like so uninspired to me that I was just like, hmm, this was a waste of two hundred million dollars. I just don't get like who I don't, I don't understand, like, who is watching and enjoying these, aside from, I guess, kids. But, like, are they not watching? But this like, do you is think way that there's a lot of kids? than even the animated movie. That's what I right. was surprised by, is it's not necessarily kid-friendly in the same way. Yeah, I mean, it's PG-13. This is the first of these that has got that rank right. rating. <laughs> um, but, like, something with Lion King is literally just, like, a shot-for-shot remake. Just... <laughs> yeah with live action but it's also animated but like live action same with something like beauty and the beast i think some of the movies that have been more successful in this sphere at least to me are things that sort of take disney properties and then tell a completely new story like the christopher robin movie Mm -hmm. or like maleficent Mm -hmm. Uh, but with mulan they're basically telling the same exact story. Yes, they've done a little bit of work by adding this new witch character and sort of like tweaking the plot line around her, but otherwise it's the exact same plot, like beat for beat. But then they take out the humor element of it. There's This movie is not funny at all. And then they also take out the musical element, which I feel like are two of the stronger elements of the original. So it's like... Not only are you not doing anything new and different, but you're also removing the good parts of the previous version. Right. Like at least Lion King last summer, which uh, I I've almost <laughs> like totally blotted from my mind that that even happened. Like if you had never seen the original Lion King movie and you just watched this, it felt like it's basically the same. I mean, like I would argue not as good, but like it's it's close enough kind of where this is like significantly worse than the original yeah i think it's like it's the complicated one because i think technically it's based more on the original ballad of mulan which is like uh what the mulan animated took a lot of um <laughs> uh they adapted it loosely and so this is like an old, old, like fourth century poem of this ballad. And so 
it's tough because I think some people are like, well, you're being too harsh on it when you're not really recognizing that it's not trying to be necessarily the animated Mulan, but rather explore the legend of Mulan as it existed before. But then it is still technically a live action remake of the animated Mulan. So it's just this tangled web of people's opinions on on like source material and kind of what they were aiming for. And I think it's interesting that you do have a very, you know, uh, a white, uh, cat, uh, not cast, but a white background of people. Like from... the whiters are right. Yeah. Are white. The director, <laughs> the director, like none of these, yeah. none of these people are Chinese people right. who are like the heads behind it. And some of the complaint with the original Mulan was that it didn't follow the legend yes. properly there was a lot of liberties taken there were yeah. things that didn't really fit with chinese society which to that i sort of say every single <laughs> disney animated movie is based on some uh property that right. they massacred in some way yeah. or another so like yes not great but at the same time like all of the disney movies are like that you yeah. know like have we read the cinderella original because that's not really that's that similar to the, yeah. you know yeah um <laughs> But but to be like, okay, well, that wasn't authentic enough. So in we're going to write that wrong in the live action and make it more authentic mm-hmm. and then not actually make it more authentic <laughs> because nobody in the in the crew is Chinese. Right. And then also it, the, the film is not doing well in China. Yeah. And a lot of Chinese people are saying that it isn't uh, true to various aspects yeah. of their society now. It's like, okay, well, not only did you miss the landing but also <laughs> in the process you got rid of the fun stuff that right. was in the original so it's like it's doing nothing for nobody yeah and it's been i mean in their attempts i think to sort of uh curtail themselves to chinese audiences they've actually really stumbled into quite a few controversies like from the get-go like obviously we mentioned months or maybe a year ago when they were filming and the lead actress like thanked the hong kong police while there were protests against the hong kong police and so instantly there were calls to boycott mulan there and now again with the release of the film people realize that in the credits they thank um they think the because they filmed part of it at um, this province in China, and so they acknowledged the government agency and thanked them for their <laughs> support. And it turns out that this area is very controversial because it's where there's mass internment camps currently, and kind of um, not not great things happening over there. And so Disney again waded into this very controversial situation and seem to be very pro Chinese communist group in their gratitude uh, for the support of the Chinese government. And so that led to another swell of boycott calls. And it's all very messy. And ultimately, it's led to just like a complete tanking in the China market where, yeah, I don't think it's done well, like financially, I think overseas. Um, it's only made like 23 million or no, it only made 5.9 million international and overall in its first week. And then overall in, in China, it's, it's stumbling through like 23 million, which again for a $200 million movie is not a great look. And it's scored very well, very low with Chinese audience who have given it like a four out of 10 on their ranking site. Whereas on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like, I think it's currently at like, I don't know, seven, like 75, (laughs) but I don't understand how it has 75. I'm like, which, who, which critics are like giving this good scores? I think it must be surviving on a lot of those like half-hearted ratings that they mark as positive, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I think it's most like most of the reviews I read were like, the cast is good the writing's not there's beautiful shots but the story's weak so it's like there's these breadcrumbs of like well good effort disney but ultimately it just didn't it yeah it just didn't really stick its landing and i think there's a lot of reasons why well also so this was supposed to originally come out in theaters in 
March. The The premiere was March 9th, so like right before this shutdown. So a lot of journalists and stuff had seen it, and then mm. it kept getting bumped back because the because the release date was originally March 27th, then it was bumped to July 24th, then it was bumped to August 21st. And then finally, Disney was like, never mind, we'll just release it on Disney Plus, but with this weird premium thing so that you have to pay, you have to be a member of Disney Plus already, and then you have to pay an additional $30 to watch it. But you get to watch it like indefinitely. So it's not a it's not like a one-time rental fee. You could pay $30 and watch it a number of times. Like I watched it on somebody else's account. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, it's like, it's a lot of money. And I, and I read that it had to be downloaded. Somebody said that it had that 8.4 million people had to download it in order for it to like make up the money. And then in the opening weekend, it was only downloaded 1.1 million times. So nowhere even close to the amount of people who need to have watched it. So it just kind of feels like a disaster. And I don't think that there's a lot of momentum here. I mean, obviously, some people will download it in the future, but eventually it's going to be on Disney Plus for free. Mm -hmm. So unless there's a really pressing reason why you and your family need to watch Disney or to watch this new Mulan (laughs) version now. I think most people are just waiting. Like if my kids were, if I had children, I'd be like, yeah, we'll just watch the old version of Mulan. (laughs) There's a million other things on Disney Plus. We can wait till, you know, January or or whenever when this new version goes on for free, especially when reviews of it aren't that strong. I don't think anyone's saying like, oh my gosh, Mulan, best movie ever, like must watch, download immediately. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, we watched it when it came out, I guess, almost two weeks ago, and I frankly forgot everything about it until I had to re-review for this <laughs> podcast. So it's very much out of sight, out of mind, and I think I would be surprised if it if it gets anywhere close to making its money back. Yeah, it's just, it's just Ooh. so dull. It, <laughs> like, there's nothing exciting there or interesting and you know so i mean it basically follows the same plot as the original mulan which if you don't know for whatever reason there's a war so good there's a war going on in china every family has to send a soldier mulan's dad is old and has a bum leg but he's like gonna get ready to go anyways and mulan's like no that doesn't make any sense instead i'm gonna dress up like a boy and go be in the military and serve on your behalf which she does and then it's like her and her relationships with the other people that she's serving along with as they train and then eventually she's sort of like uh destroys the other army in an avalanche and then stops this covert attack to kill the emperor at the end and saves all of china and gets a boyfriend and goes home and like has honored her family and whatever <laughs> and it's very fun and exciting in the original and in this it's just like dry and lethargic and so dull yeah, it's a weird choice cuz they're trying to make it sort of more realistic so they cut out, you know, Eddie Murphy's um character and this like element of the uh family's ancestors Ancestors. sending yeah support to help Mulan and instead it's just Mulan finding her chi but it's also a very kind of like elementary and from what I've read from Chinese audience reviews not a really fair uh, exploration of chi and it becomes sort of this mystical magical superpower she has which is sort of weird and never really fully explored except she just becomes good at doing flips like it's just like okay that's something that's happening that's different I guess and then you also lose the love interest which even in the animated Mulan was very mild very cool and kind of had this you know uh, bisexual vibe to it because obviously for most of the movie uh, her love interest thinks she's a boy and everyone loves that part of it. And they take rid of, they get rid of that character in this and instead introduce sort of this fellow soldier who they have like two interactions in the whole movie, but it's like, so he's not really like a real love interest, but there is sort of like, oh, here's something if you want to feel that vibe. And so it's just kind of like, it seemed like they were trying to please so many different audiences at once that it never really 
coalesced into anything entertaining and it all just kind of felt patched together because like well in the original the love interest is also like the commander yeah. of the army <laughs> unit which is problematic now in the me too era of like f- the boss like falling in love with you or whatever so i can see why they kind of retooled that and split that character into two different people so there's the there's the army commander guy who there's no romantic relationship yeah. with. And then there's this fellow soldier that she sort of falls in love with, but Without reason. And, and yes, no but explanation. <laughs> this is something that I, that I'm not exactly sure why they made this choice or what they were thinking, but this movie has very little dialogue in mm-hmm. it at all. And I, and I guess probably the reason for that is because a lot of these actors are not, native english speakers and so i i I guess i don't know like which came first like if they made a script that was sparse on dialogue and then they cast people who because there really wasn't that much dialogue they cast people who didn't necessarily like need to speak english as well or Mm. if it sort of went back and forth but either way there's just so little dialogue that there's so little character development throughout the movie where in the original uh you know there's lots of jokes there's lots of people talking there's a lot of character Mm -hmm. development and so in this all of the like mulan's growth as a person her relationship with the officer her relationship with this love interest her relationship with her parents like all of that feels light and Mm -hmm. almost non-existent just because there's so few scenes of talking most of the scenes are either like sort of montages or battle sequences or you know it's a conversation but it's actually only like five lines of dialogue that are Mm -hmm. intercut with you know a lot of shots of scenery (laughs) or whatever and i felt like nowhere is that more apparent than in with this group of soldiers that she's with who are very fun and sort of lively characters in the animated version. There's these like three other male soldiers that she is with who all have their own personality, who all have their own sort of character and, and help her in various ways. And in this movie, for whatever reason, they decided to make it like five or six different characters. And you can't really tell any of them apart. Uh, I mean, maybe sort of, but not really. None of them sort of have their own character development. They, it just feels like empty. And because she really has no relationship with them or interaction with them, when you get to the end of the movie and they're supposed to be helping her you're sort of like why and why does it matter and you don't care if they're there or if they're not it just everything even the good parts that they're keeping from the original are somehow (laughs) lesser in this version yeah i mean that's the thing is like the cast is great i mean it's great that they did not whitewash this movie it's great that they really worked hard to find asian actors for all the roles and they do a good job and it's like that makes it interesting visually to just have that sort of exposure to a new culture and like all this, you know, that they wanted to give us that they're like, well, Well, because it's very beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, you get a lot of sweeping shots and, and really interesting, like military scenes. And so I was like, this is cool. But yeah, like you said, I think the problem is that the story just didn't find its heart. And it's disappointing when you know that they could have because they did it so well with the animated film, which I understand has its own, you know, problematic exploration of Chinese culture. And like, I was all for them correcting that, but it felt sort of like, did they? Because the main difference here is you have this introduction of uh, a witch who's helping the evil guys. And she is, I don't know. They try to make her a complex character where you like realize she's somehow indebted to this guy and has maybe been felt like she's had to play this role of the villain because she's been rejected by the patriarchal society who saw her as as a problem rather than a, a I don't know, hero. And so instantly <laughs> you're just meant to draw this correlation between Mulan realizing her inner strength and like Will she go down the dark side like this witch or will she stay true to the values of her family? And I instantly like I leaned over to Rob and I was like, yeah, that witch is going to sacrifice herself for Mulan. 
And he was like, no, she's the villain. And I was like, no, this is Disney. And like, spoiler alert, there's some sort of big moment, I guess. But it never felt big. Like even the climax of the movie, which is where Mulan saves her entire battalion by embracing her inner strength and and defeating the soldier the evil soldiers on her own with a with a well-timed avalanche it just felt kind of like haphazard like it was just everything was just kind of happening and it was very confusing and she has this moment where she lets her hair down and like decides not to be a man anymore and I was like is this the time and place Mulan like I just don't know what was happening in that moment the original Mulan was an hour and 28 minutes, and mm-hmm. this one is over two hours. Oh, yeah. And it is ridiculous how much more plot, character development, interesting things are in the significantly shorter <laughs> animated version. Oh, yeah. It's like they just took everything from the animated version and stretched it out, but then like emptied it of mm-hmm. all purpose. It's just yeah. such a boring movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like really even the scene. Even the the scene where she so she is obviously she's dressed like a man. She's in this boot camp. And so she can't like go bathe with the other soldiers or they'll realize that she's a girl. And so in the animated version, it like leads to some fun kind of like antics of her like trying to sneak down to this pool and trying to hide while she's in the water and in this it's like it's such a boring whatever scene like the only funny part is like oh well she smells and people just keep telling her oh you need to shower it's like (laughs) who wrote this like you had a you had a good script that was sitting there like the least you could have done is pulled some things from that but no well i think i mean i get your point and i agree like the animated one is so fun but I I don't have a problem with a movie trying to be more serious. And I think they could have done that, like, more mature, like, adult angle where it didn't lean so much on sort of the slapstick comedy. But the problem is that there wasn't any, like, you just have to find the heart of the story. And they really didn't. And I think that was the problem because, like, with that bathing scene, that was the one interaction you had with her sort of love interest. And it felt so forced and unnatural. And it was just like why are they here at this lake right now? And like, what is happening? And like, like, sure. It's a beautiful, like twilight scene. Like it's, Oh, look at this beautiful, gorgeous tree. And like, there's a lake and wow, isn't it pretty? But it just, yeah, it just failed to feel like ask you to feel anything. And it was just like, we've got to get to the next point in the plot. So here's this, here's this moment. Let's move on. Also, do we think that anyone would have bought the fact that she was a man for any of this movie like she just (laughs) i felt like that it just i don't know like they cast someone who is just like so obnoxiously like gorgeous the whole time (laughs) and then and then she's like sort of doing a a deep voice i don't i was just like uh like if this is supposed to be more realistic it did not strike me as more realistic in that way (laughs) and also everyone in the army like looked very clean very like well polished uh i don't know it just for it being a if if they're trying to make like a realistic version of this movie i felt like it was still very like beautiful and stylized and not at all gritty or interesting or doing anything that it felt very disney-fied even if it is like now more serious or whatever right well that's what was that's what was so like frustrating with the big reveal moment where she's like i don't know for some reason she follows the real band of evil soldiers and leaves her battalion behind and then she's confronted by the evil witch uh hawk lady who somehow knows she's a woman and then it's like And then she decides like, oh, yeah, I have to be myself. Like, otherwise, I'm not living my family values of true honor. I don't remember. Even the plot beats, though, in this that aren't like that aren't the comedy ones that are the action plot lines, like aren't as clean. Because in the original, it's like there's this avalanche. And the whole part is that the soldiers all think that Mulan has her Mulan is like left behind and and she like hears that 
these other bad guys are still around and then has to like try to catch up and catch the army before they attack the emperor where in this movie it's like she already knows and then she goes back to tell them and then they still get rid of it's just like it doesn't the plotting is not as clean and it feels like the plotting should be cleaner (laughs) coming from a movie that already had the plotting there for you right it's like a very straightforward battle scene that somehow becomes more complex complex and then you also have this extended battle scene at the um i don't know at the imperial city and and it and it just becomes weird because they drag the chancellor somewhere the emperor somewhere and then she finds out and then she goes and then she's face it's just yeah it's i think that's the problem is it's all like fairly discombobulated where you're like well wait like what is happening now and why is it happening and it and it felt like this dance between wanting to go a more gritty warlike path and they have like you know a freaking trebuchet attacking these different you watch like 20 men get exploded by this trebuchet and you're like whoa disney this is serious and then the next beat it's yeah it's sort of just her doing her chi dance on this I, I don't know. It there's was like very some confusing. there's like some martial arts, but the yeah. no there's no blood. Like nobody ever gets yeah. killed in any real way. They just sort of get knocked over, you know. Yeah. Other than like what well, couple people getting stabbed by an like shot by an arrow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This movie, it was just yeah, it's so just, worthless. It's just struggling to, me. to find its like tone. I think its audience. It's and all of these Disney like live action ones are struggling with that. It's like who <laughs> is watching these? That's what I want to know. Like, where are they making the money? Who is the audience? Is yeah. it children? Is that who I likes this? Is this adults of, with yeah, nostalgia? Is it just like yeah. the Disney freaks of the world? Like, who is watching <laughs> yeah. these and being like, "Yes, this is great." Exactly. I, I want mean, fifteen more of these. I think you look at like the fans of Beauty and the Beast, and it's definitely people like you know our age, millennials who grew up with the animated, who are now having kids who they can take to these movies that are more like mature so they get to enjoy it from a new angle i don't know but i'll say the ones that i do like cinderella and honestly the jungle book was was good i thought it was good because probably i didn't care about the original source material that much but i think that those original live action attempts were great because it had someone who wanted to tell a story that just happened to be based on something that had already been told so it's like We've had so many retellings of Cinderella that it's like, did we need another one? But the live action version with uh, Lily James just had enough originality and new heart and sort of this really emotional through line of her mother's passing and like what what motivates Cinderella that you're like, oh, this feels so new and fresh and like it's so exciting and the prince is so, you know, it's not like an underdeveloped relationship. And then same with something like The Jungle Book where it's like, a very simple storyline that someone took and was like, I want to add more heart to this and more emotion. And so they created this story that like really felt interesting and, and wasn't just lip service to the original and wasn't just an excuse to get audiences back in the seats. Like that's the problem I felt with these live action remakes that are coming out is it's just like, they're just churning out the same material and it feels very much like a money grab instead of an intentional desire to retell something that worked so well 20 some years ago well i think with some of those older disney movies there's not as much meat on the bones in the original so like you can read so if you are doing a retelling of snow white or a retelling of dumbo it's like the original didn't have that much so you can add a lot more to it and really make it for a 2020 audience because you know like sleeping beauty is sort of a bland like (laughs) you know sexist story that there's not really that much going on in but Mm -hmm. then you can add some new things the issue though now is that they're remaking movies that only came out 20 years ago (laughs) that have a lot going on in them already and are fairly like rich and relevant as it is but so in in that case they're not reinventing it they're either just telling the exact same story or they're doing something like they did with this where it's just like they muddle it and make it more confusing i don't know yeah i would hope with like 
upcoming animated remakes that they find someone who really wants to retell a story like who has a plan because what felt so frustrating watching this movie was that it, it just felt like fan service to three or four different audiences and it never found its like central storyline and it never felt like there was true intent behind it except that they're like well we wanted to make a live action so let's just do it i guess and so yeah i just want someone to like really care about what they're saying because it's just not enough to just be like well we have the technology and the resources and proof that people will show up to watch you know live action little mermaid or (laughs) whatever else they have planned Mm -hmm. yeah it's frustrating So would you say that this is like a now, a later, a never? I feel like a big question around Mulan is like, should I spend the $30? Should I wait? Like, what would you say regarding that? Yeah, I would say don't. I texted everyone I knew and was like, don't bother paying for this. Like, it's just not worth it. And we instantly, like literally, we finished that movie and turned on the original animated to just like cleanse our palate. And it was so much better. And I'm like, just watch that. It's so fun and delightful and sweet and uh, really feminist. So, you know, it, it rocks my boat. So yeah, I'd say don't spend any money on this movie. If it's on Disney Plus in a year and you feel the need, like, sure, fine, whatever, watch it. But honestly, if you never see this movie, I think you're yeah, you know, it's, it's like two hours that you're not going to get back of your life. Even the attempts at emotion, like the father and daughter relationship, just all felt so forced in a strange way that it was just like, well, where is the... There's no emotion here. And I just missed it so much. I had so much faith in, and hope for this and it just didn't pan out. Well, it's because they're, bank- they're putting all the emotion on the fact that everyone already knows the story. Yeah. So with that you're going to be emotional because they're because of the plot that you already know they're not actually building that emotion within this movie mostly because there's hardly any dialogue (laughs) you can't have you know emotion within this family if no one really ever even talks to each other and there's no stakes in it the characters who are the family members in the original are all like actual people where this it could have been anyone like there's no fun scenes there's really no personality to any of these characters other than it's like well that's the mom and that's the dad and that's the sister where in the original the mom and the dad and the grandma are all like very distinct characters who have their own points of view and are interesting so uh lightning round (laughs) yeah uh what is the longest you've ever gone without showering (laughs) i guess probably like a camping trip well actually to be frank i probably go like a week or longer without showering these days <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's like you know what my hair doesn't get greasy i've really trained it in quarantine to not need uh shampoo for at least 10 days so then it's like i'll like forget to shower and then i don't see anyone so i never get Do ready. you not smell is rob not like do you I not re- like I be do. like oh you have like a little body odor i don't think i do probably because i have such an inactive life right now you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and you're not like, like working out, out or whatever yeah <laughs> that's so wild. that's probably that's probably where i'm at right now yeah for sure <laughs> oh my what about you i mean i feel like maybe when i'm sick sometimes i'll go a couple oh, yeah. of days without showering but honestly i love showering so mm. much mm-hmm. like it is such a joy i love just standing in there and it's warm and <laughs> thinking about things i'm constantly like adding more things to do in the shower you know it's like oh maybe i'll do another conditioner maybe i'll right. you know wash Self-care. my face three times yeah. you know whatever so I just enjoy it so much that even if I haven't really like yesterday, it was raining all day. I didn't go out and do anything. I didn't really need to shower, but I was sort of like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I'll do that. That'll be fun. Cute. Just two sides of a coin, you know, just polar opposites over here. A dirty coin, (laughs) a dirty side and a clean side, apparently. Um, So which which Disney live action would you want to exist in? Like if you had to live in one of these movies one of the ones that's already out or just like if i had to pick a disney movie no just one of the ones that are out i mean i don't know if christopher robin necessarily counts but that was such a joy like that was (laughs) 
such a beautiful movie. And I would love to live in a world Thank with you. that little, like, stuffed little animal poo. Yeah, mm. he was cute. I forgot That about movie that. did not get enough credit and should have made a lot more money compared to the rest of this drivel. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I will go to my grave supporting how good that movie was. <laughs> Which movie are you joining? Oh, yeah. Um... I forgot to think of an answer. Let's think about this. I guess I would want to live in the Cinderella, not to beat a dead horse, but they have some really cool costumes and like, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? You would be a great evil stepsister. I've thought that for years. So (laughs) this makes sense. Thank you so much. But um, I have to look up her name, who plays the evil stepmom. And she's famous, and I'm going to be embarrassed that I Is can't. Is it Christine Baranski? I feel like she's played this evil stepmom. No, in like 10 oh, it's Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, and oh, she okay. has some really cool like pant skirts, like that she wears, and I just like really vibed with that, and I'd be down for that for that sort of uh, I fashion moment. Yeah, I could see it. Thank you. Um, if your parents were your matchmakers, uh, what type of person do you think that they would? pick for you to marry i don't know if my parents like uh would have the energy to figure that out for me i think just, <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it'd be you're lo- you're you're late enough yeah. in the lineup they'd be like yeah whatever <laughs> whoever comes to the yeah. house with a dowry can take her exactly i guess uh i'm all like anyone who's been like would you ever do an arranged marriage i'm like yeah i probably would be fine with it if someone cared enough but i feel like the problem I'd run into is that I don't think my parents have any idea what my type is, that it would just be anyone's guess who they found for me. Would you trust yours? I mean, I probably not, (laughs) but I think that my, I think that my family is so, um, like unadept at any kind of like practical skill. I mean, my parents are, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse. So they're like very good at what they do, but like my mom cannot cook. My dad cannot fix anything. Like both of them are just so bad at, at any kind of like home ec type skill Uh that I think that the first person who showed up who had any kind of skills in that field, like, Oh, you can sew something. Oh, you can like cook a cake, like done. Like, Yes, please come in our family. We've been looking for someone for years the who like can do anything. Yeah. I yes. See. Like like a pioneer woman, that's what they want, yeah. you know? <laughs> can turn butter. Yes. That'll be exciting for you. I look forward to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. <laughs> okay, so we've seen a lot of these uh cartoons turn into live action. Is there a live action movie you think would make a good cartoon? well let me think about this i think the fun thing with a cartoon is that you're not hampered at all by like could you do this in real life so i think probably something that would have like crazy special effects or whatever would be the best thing to turn into a cartoon um you know what i think it might be good as a cartoon or like a good cartoon universe is the terminator movies i feel like (laughs) that there's that you could do a lot with that. It would be a lot of fun. And I can just see, you know, like a Looney Tunes-esque type, right. you know, of like the body of like the things blowing up and the <laughs> body parts coming back together and that kind of thing. I guess it would sort yeah. of be like an Iron Giant, but like evil. Right. Um, so that's what I would pitch. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting because I feel like there's so many adult animated shows now that it's like anything Mm -hmm. could technically be turned into an animated show i think um kids today need access to like the jane austen universe so i feel like oh if we could find a way to uh you know it'd be a challenge to kidify these romances but i feel like there's room in there to make sort of a fun fun but still sweet like uh, Pride and Prejudice angled children's show. <laughs> I'm really surprised that they haven't already done a, like an animated yeah. Jane Austen type thing. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's Because like... they l- love Jane Austen. There's, <laughs> and it's public <laughs> yeah, exactly. domain. So like anyone can make anything with it. That's what Disney should be putting their money towards is like 
creating these beautiful, never been done before animated movies. And I feel like obviously I haven't written a great Emma script for children, but I think there has to be something there, you know. I believe in you. (laughs) Yeah. I'll work on it if I ever find motivation this quarantine. Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, that's all the questions I have. (laughs) Yeah. This movie didn't inspire a lot of anything. Yeah. It's just, okay, it happened. I was (laughs) I was putting it in my rankings you know for the for the year and I was like well this movie I guess wasn't technically like bad right I mean it was bad but like there wasn't I didn't hate it necessarily but I just kept going down the list and going getting to things like I still believe the like Christian uh (laughs) you know romance movie with KJ Apa and Uh being like I think that I like, I still believe better because at least there was like some interesting things going on in there where Mulan, there was nothing. So it just like kept going lower and lower and lower past movies that there were things I actively disliked in just because there were also elements there that were more fun. And this was just such a bland, like mouth of sand. Just Wow. Yeah. The 2020 movie reviews are going to be interesting. I, I guess it's really anyone's guess at this point. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a disaster. There's no <laughs> going to be no movies on the list. It's going to be yeah. 20 things that we're counting down and they're all bad. Uh, um, well, speaking of finally, I think we'll have some good stuff to cover because next week is the Emmys and the Emmy ceremony is bound to be interesting, <laughs> whether Hopefully. it's good or bad. Who knows? But we'll also be able to talk about a lot of TV shows that I think you and I have both really liked this year. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm excited about a lot of the nominees, mm-hmm. a lot of the big shows from the past couple years are not up for uh awards this year so it feels like there could be some new blood in the mix um here's rooting that mrs mazel loses every category (laughs) well now we'll be back next thursday to talk about that um but until then you can follow us on social media we're at ps you're wrong on instagram and twitter we have a facebook we have a gmail account which is ps you're wrong at gmail.com and you can leave us a review on apple podcasts which would be great because it helps more people find the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye.